Merry Christmas and welcome to the Words in Season podcast. My name is Kara Marie Morris and this week I want to talk to you about Jesus Christ and who he is and how we can celebrate him during this season that we celebrate him coming to earth as a baby as the incarnate word of God. He has come down to be with each one of us. So thank you for watching. Remember, you can subscribe on Anchor FM, on Apple Podcasts, also on Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. And remember that every time that you open the Word of God, that Jesus has a word in season for you. scripture that I am going to turn to today is going to be John 11 and this is the story of Lazarus and Lazarus being raised. So in John 11 starting in verse 1, now a man named Lazarus, he was sick. He was from Bethany from the village of Mary and his sister Martha. This was Mary whose brother Lazarus now lay sick and was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one who you love is sick. And when he heard this, he said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. And now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed there two more days. And when he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea, they said to him, but Rabbi, a short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you, and yet you're going back? And Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. And after he said this, he went on to tell them, Our Lazarus, who has he has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. And his disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant a natural sleep. So then he told him plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you would believe, but let us go to him. And then Thomas said to the rest of the disciples, let us go with him so that he, that we may die with him. So in this story right here, we're just looking at a story of Jesus having friends. He had relationships with people. He was close by and yet he was being led by the Holy Spirit. It wasn't a far journey as we're going to see as we continue on in the story. It wasn't a far journey for them, even in those days standards. But Jesus said he waited there for another two days. And he said, I'm glad I wasn't there so that you would believe because he knew that there would be a miracle that could happen that could raise Lazarus from the dead. But he had a friend, he had community, and he was emotionally invested and he was appropriately vulnerable to display his great love for them as we're going to see as we continue reading here. On the arrival Jesus found that Lazarus had already been dead in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles away from Jerusalem and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming she went out to meet him but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. 
And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. The one who believes in me will live and they will not die. And whoever lives by believing in me, they will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who has come into the world. And after she said this, she went back to Mary's and took her aside and said, Teach the teacher's here and he's asking for you. So Mary heard this and she got up quickly and she went to him. And now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but he was still at the place where Martha had met him. And when the Jews had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, they noticed how quickly she got up and she went out and they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary had reached the place where Jesus was, she saw him and she fell at his feet. And Mary said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her, he also weeping, he was deeply moved in the spirit and he was troubled. Where have you laid him? Jesus said, come Lord and see, they replied. And Jesus wept. That's what the whole story that I wanted to get to that right there, that Jesus wept, that Jesus had a community around him. Jesus had people in his life and he was willing to be in people's lives. And he allowed himself to be appropriately vulnerable to display, to, to display his great love. Jesus was emotionally available to those who honored him. Mary and Martha and Lazarus honored him as the Messiah, as the Son of God. And so therefore, he was able to display who he truly was. They honored him, and so they were able to see who he was. He doesn't say, the Bible didn't say, oh, Jesus just sent them brain hand emojis. No, Jesus wept with them. He was moved with compassion. And it moved him so much that he was waiting to hear from the Father. He didn't just immediately go. He wasn't emotionally moved and said, Oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Lazarus is dead. But he stayed in Jerusalem and he waited. And even when he got to that city, where he got to Bethany, he still was waiting. He was listening to the, to the Holy Spirit and asking the Father, okay, what, are, what, what, what would you have me to do? As he was waiting for Martha and Mary. And as they came, he also wept with them. He made himself available. He made himself vulnerable. He humbled himself. And because they honored him, they were about to see a great miracle. They, they didn't even know necessarily what it was going to look like or how it was going to happen. But they believed in him that he could receive what he asked of the Father. So Jesus, of course, he is all God and he's all man, but he willingly took on these limitations in order that he was able to identify with us as humans he, so that he could be our justification, our sanctification, our redemption. So justification being us being right with God, outside in, sanctification, that inside nature coming out, and redemption, that we are purchased out of sin, sickness, and death. So Jesus humbled himself in transparency, in his mission, and in his motive. In Luke 19.10, it says that Jesus came, the Savior, he was talking about himself, that he came to seek and to save the lost. He didn't have an ulterior motive when he was coming to earth, or he didn't have an ulterior motive when he was coming to Mary and Martha's house. He, he came with nothing else but to display who the Father was. So Jesus was a home and a tabernacle for those who would receive him, as Mary and Martha received him. So John 1, John 1, 12 through 15. 
John 1, 12 through 15 says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent or human decision or the husband's will, but being born of God. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. He dwelled in a human flesh as a tabernacle to represent who we are. So the word became flesh and he made his dwelling among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and full of truth. So he became that dwelling place. He became home for us. So the phrase in my heart for this, for this podcast this week is, I'll be home for Christmas. And that's what Jesus is saying to us. He's saying, I'll be your home. And you think, oh, well, my home is a dysfunctional place. Well, my home is a, a place that I don't even want to go to. There's so much strife. There's so many things that remind me of, of bad memories. No, but home is wherever he is. What is a home? If you look at a definition of what a home is, it's, it's a safe haven. It's a place of a, being comforted. It's a place to live with our families and to enjoy our friends, a place to build memories, as well as a place to invest in the future, a place where we can truly be ourselves. So this Christmas, we can say, I'll be home for Christmas. And Jesus is saying, I'll be your home for Christmas because now he lives inside of us. He became, he is the word of God that became flesh so that we would know what God looked like and he's saying to us I'll be your home I'll be that place of comfort I'll be the place where you can truly be yourself and now because we have that security and we have that anchor to our soul we can be that home for other people Romans 12 Romans 12 and verse 15 Romans 12 and verse 15 it says rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn jesus didn't tell mary and martha just get your act together didn't you believe you saw me do all these miracles and you followed me why don't you raise lazarus from the dead you just you do it you lay hands on why i guess your faith wasn't big enough no jesus came and he wept with them and he was vulnerable with them and he was emotionally available for his community and for those who were around him he was home and that is what jesus what the father is saying to us this christmas all be home for christmas it doesn't matter what your outside looks like the outside home that you live in or where your family's at or what level of dysfunction oh we've we've gone past the point of no return now no jesus is saying i'll be your home you will be safe with me you will be in comfort with me you will find truth and you will be able to truly be who you have been called to be in me in christ this christmas and then jesus gives us that power and authority to be home for others romans 12 15 says rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep there are people that we all come in contact with and it's so easy to just keep on going and keep on moving and trying to get to through, through the fastest line and trying to swerve through the fastest lane so that we can move on with our lives but we are supposed to be I'm supposed to be emotionally available for those who God has placed in my life. I'm supposed to rejoice with those who are having the best Christmas ever. And I'm supposed to weep and be there and humble myself and be available 
for those that are going through a hard time during this Christmas. Maybe that means a prayer. Maybe that means a gift. But what it means is being there for people that God has placed in our life. The best thing that God has ever done has been to send his son, not just in a disguise so that we would be like, okay, is that God or is that not God? When he came in the flesh, but he came to reveal his nature, his heart and his mission to seek and to save those who were lost. So thank you for watching this podcast. Remember that Jesus Christ is your home this Christmas and you can extend that home to others as you reveal the Father, as you show the love of Christ to those people around you. So Merry Christmas, God bless you. And remember that every time that you open the word of God, that Jesus has a word in season for you. Thank you.